This, this, this is straight, straight, straight out of Crumpton with your host, Greg Crumpton. Hey everyone, welcome. It's another episode of Straight Out of Crumpton. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Alongside the man himself, alongside virtually, I should say, Mr. Greg Crumpton. Greg, how are you doing today, sir? Well, I'm doing good, Tyler. I'm uh, a little bit cooler than you are by like, I don't know, 20 degrees or so. Um, Midsummer, baby. This is what it's all about in the HVAC world. And um, our guest was just talking about the humidity where he lives. You're talking about the extreme heat you guys are cooking out there in Dallas with. And um, I have condensation on my uh, uh, sparkly water can. So we're in it, man. This is this is what it's all about. It's that time of year, man. It's that time of year. But yeah, it's especially hot here in uh, here in Dallas these days, which I think probably uh, nicely tees up uh, our guest. Uh, his name is Logan Marshall. He's a technician project lead at Blue On. Logan, thanks for joining the podcast today, man. How you doing? Hey, doing well. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, Logan, you and I have we've uh, we've been electronic buddies since pre-COVID, and yes, here sir. we are today. And right now, Tyler, I don't know about you, but all I can see is his head, so I can't <laughs> see his pretty face. Oh, there we go. So, um, really glad to have you join us today. You are doing some cool stuff in your career. Uh, you know, we talk about skilled trades, we talk about HVAC, but more importantly or equally important maybe, is that we talk about people and how our our lives jump around and we may change uniforms and we may change the patch on our shirt, but that embroidered name stays the same. And you carry that with you wherever you go. And I know some of the folks that you work with over there at Blue Line, and they're good people. And I uh, was thrilled that you got the opportunity to go over there. I hated the fact that you left a service logic company to go do it, but hey, <laughs> it's all about the industry and making it better. So we uh, definitely appreciate that. But wanted to have you on today, learn a little bit about you, uh, and you know how your how your personal relations have evolved uh, and involved your career, and, and kind of how you navigate that. So, without further ado, why don't you give us like a thumbnail snapshot of, of logan okay yeah so i'm logan marshall um i'm live right here in rock hill south carolina uh as you said i work for blue on um i also have a uh, a family uh residential business um that's here in rock hill south carolina as well um that is a uh, steady steadily growing in a small fashion but you know we uh we do a lot of good things on the residential side there. Um, I started out as a 14-year-old um, kid in the trade industry. Um, started dating what would become my wife. Um, and her father uh, had his own residential business. So as a 14-year-old kid, I was the uh, tool fetcher. And I went from being tool fetcher to installer to service, to sales, to operations, and then just went from there. So been in the trade industry now for uh, 22 years. Wow, and you look so young. Yes. What yes. the heck happened to me? I don't know yes. what happened. I've been in this thing a long time, too. But <laughs> Well, it's always good to hear <clears throat> the advancements that, mm -hmm. that technical folks are able to make and learning the 
you know, not only the, the technical and the mechanical piece, but understanding what it takes to run a company because so many people don't. And had this conversation yesterday with a, a, another company that I'm part of and some of the leadership, well, I won't even go into that. I'll go into leadership <laughs> in general sometimes doesn't know what it took to build the company that they are now running. And you look at the government, same way. we got a bunch of career politicians that run government, but yet they've never worked in private industry. So having, you know, the experience that you have, I think it's just paramount in in making a a well-rounded person, heck, not even a business owner or tech, but it's just Mm -hmm. good to see all that. So because we focus on the people part and because you Mm – Worked for your father-in-law as a fourteen-year-old mm-hmm. tool tool toter or tool fetcher. That's a good <laughs> title. Um, you've had to use every bit of your emotional intelligence to figure out how not to talk poorly to your father-in-law when he was screaming at you when you were a kid. <laughs> and now I would suspect if if he's still alive and active, he hopefully he is. Mm-hmm. Um, that relationship has morphed as well. So you now have different conversations than you had with yourself about him when you were 14. So definitely, how have yeah. you, how, how have you, how have you grown and how do you work that people piece into your business? Then to multi-part question. Yeah. So after, after you're, you hang up your residential hat in the morning or evening or whenever you do, mm-hmm. and you go to work for a company like ATFT where you worked when you were with us, or yep. now that you're with the Blue On, how how do those relations and how do those conversations carry? How do you how do you, how have you compounded your people knowledge mm-hmm. since you were 14 and fetching tools for him well, with a capital H? Yeah. Yeah. My, I would like to say my people knowledge really started from a, a lot younger age than 14. Uh, I've always been a, uh, a people person. Um, I've always been a, a networker, a communicator. So being able to, you know, turn those switches on and off or, or I would say, you know, transition from one to the other. It really, for me, it wasn't, you know, different. It was just maybe in a different setting. So, you know, being able to, uh, being a, a very good communicator was just something that I, you know, I, I started from a very young age. I guess that was, uh, attributed to, to mom and dad. Um, you know, just, uh, I always had to use my words and I always had to, uh, just communicate. Um, that's kind of where, you know, that began. Well, they did well. Um, you know, I think people that have, um, what, what is the right word, Tyler? Auditory skills, people who communicate well, um, you know, the soft re- skills, huh? the soft skills, the you soft know? skills, man. Yeah. We, we love them. Yeah. And they're so darn important for trades folks because we get labeled sometimes, whether we have a Southern accent or whether we Mm -hmm. have dirty hands and beat up knuckles, but to be able to, to properly communicate what, where, when, and why are super important. You know, it's you to, excuse me, a business owner, it's you to a homeowner, it's you to your boss, being Mm -hmm. able to talk 
uh, in, in an intelligible fashion and not make a word salad is a new word I heard this week. I loved it. Yes. Um, that, um, you know, it makes sense to people. You know, you don't talk over people's head. You don't use industry acronyms. You don't use all that crap to try to baffle people. You just lay out the facts. Yeah. And when you do that, people come away going, wow, that dude gets it or that lady gets it because – there's no hoopla. There's no BS to filter through. And I just, you, you, uh, right off the bat, <clears throat> excuse me. I think I've got the summertime allergies going, but it seems like, um, you have that natural ability. And I think that cuts through, uh, you know, to where people hear it properly. You know, you're, you're hearing the message and super important, uh, as you go through and you're, you're a young guy. Um, relatively speaking by comparison to some of us on the call. Um, so you got a lot, you know, left to do. So you went to Blue On and tell us what Blue On is just because it's such a funky name. And I asked, I asked Pete this question and, and <laughs> to, to find out how they named it, but you tell us how the name came. If you know, um, I'd love to hear your, your live version of that. So Blue On is a brand agnostic uh, ecosystem of support, um, helping both technicians in the trade and now also helping distributors alike. So being able to help build efficiencies and, and streamline our day-to-day operations as far as uh, helping technicians. And we're talking HVAC technicians. Yeah, only HVAC. Yep. So um, blue on, as I understand it, is a derivative from the old word Freon that people used to use. Mm-hmm. Yep. And but Freon being a brand name by IE Demours DuPont and Company kind of get offended when people use their word without uh, giving any any money to them for doing so, <laughs> you know, your, your company owners came up uh, with a, a catchy name that kind of stood out and made people ask, what does that, what does that mean? And I think that was a great way to introduce the company and no, I'm not, I'm not privy to any inside information. I'm not an <laughs> investor in the company just for clear communication. Um, I just happen to like what you guys do a lot. And I think it makes a lot of sense. Thank you. So was it the people that took you there, Logan, or the opportunity to grow? What what drug you that way? Just out of curiosity. So it's uh it it is a strange occurrence that happened. So I I often got on after they launched the forum, I would often get on there and just uh see what was going on and and share knowledge with other technicians that were in need because that's what the forum is about is being able to uh get questions answered and be able to share knowledge with other technicians, whether it be the actual blue on staff or other technicians helping other technicians. Um, and I kind of seen that, you know, it was more about, you know, giving back instead of, you know, putting people down or bashing them because they didn't know one particular thing or the other, whether it be a novice question or a, a more senior type situation. Um, people were just on there just naturally sharing knowledge with each other. And, you know, I kind of gravitated toward that. So I would often get on there and, 
and be able to, uh, you know, help others and answer questions. And I've always been, you know, the kind of technician that would like to do that kind of stuff anyway. Um, I've been known even in the residential side, you know, helping our competitors, um, you know, friends of mine that were, you know, with the competition with technical questions. You know, if they had different questions, we would just pass ideas around with each other. So w once I seen that, you know, I kind of gravitated toward it. And that's what led me on to uh, getting uh, in touch with Peter. Um, and we we spoke about some things and I told him just uh, pretty much, you know, I'd be glad to help out in any way I possibly could. Um, didn't necessarily know it was going to lead on to a job opportunity. Uh, just uh, knew that, you know, I liked what they were doing and somehow, some way I wanted to be a part of it. Nice. I think that that makes total sense to me. And I think um, people like you who are giving to the industry, it doesn't matter what color jersey you're wearing, you're helping other technicians. And I think that's strong. And a friend of ours, Gary McCready, mm -hmm. a.k.a. the HVAC know-it-all, Good yep. podcast. Good, yep. good, great, dude. great podcast. Yep. You know, Gary started his pod or, or Gary started his app, his tech support app for that same reason, because people were being intimidated to ask a question in public because of our friendly uh, side of the HVAC world. And I'm being facetious <laughs> can be a bunch of a-holes that are more about self glamorizing and ego than they are about helping the industry grow. And so Gary made it, I think it's like $9 a year, some ridiculously low fee. So if you want to be part of his community, you can't do it for free. You, it's nothing right. money-wise. You know, you spend more on two cups of coffee, but mm -hmm. it makes somebody be intentional about wanting to help. And that's what Gary's done with his platform. And he does a great job. Uh, now he's out on his own with his company uh, yep. doing doing good stuff. But I appreciate uh, your willingness to to help. I I hope, Logan, and, and I do think as well as hope that that's a trend. I think that we went through an era as an industry and probably not unique to our industry where yep. a lot of people held their knowledge internally because they were scared about people like you and people like me back in the day that were up and coming that wanted to do industry-wide stuff not just one service truck stuff right. so if i can yep. share my knowledge with a group of people and maybe it's just a, something i discovered on the job a, a quicker way to change the oil on a machine or whatever right. and if i can share that to make the industry better kind of like you with your residential, you know, mm -hmm. quote unquote competition, mm -hmm. you're helping everybody because we all know that at different stages of your career, you work for different companies. Mm -hmm. And I, I just think it's important to share that knowledge and, and, you know, it's tribal knowledge and we carry that throughout our career. And I know I'm harping on this because it's very important to me. Uh, so it's just like keep spinning around in my head that it, it's just vital that more people do it and right. get over get over the protectionism or whatever uh, it is that drives people to keep 
their knowledge pent up and not shared, uh, you know, there, there's it's better to share. That's all. I'll shut up with that yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's kind of one of the things, too. I've kind of come to the conclusion, you know, after, you know, my years in the trade that this trade is very unique, you know, and it, in unique in a lot of good ways and, and some bad ways as well. You know, technicians as a whole, what we do is we like to fix things. But the the downside to it is, is there's only two kinds of technicians in this industry. That's the technician who's going to get old and take all his knowledge to the grave with him. And then there's the technician who's going to share it freely with everyone and kind of bring them up with them. So yeah. unfortunately, that's the only two kind of technicians I've ran across. I would like well, to see I, that trend break, you know. Uh, and I think it, you're doing it. You know, you guys are doing it. You, McCready, other people who I'm active with are doing it. You know, we've got a guy at our company, Troy, down in, in Wilmington, North Carolina. Troy does it. And yeah, he does. Having, yeah. having people that are passionate about what they do is not only trendy because of the age, the demographic you guys are all in, but it's the right darn thing to do. You know, it's just right. the right thing to do. You you were very eloquent in how you described those two categories of technicians. Mine can be a little bit harsher um, <laughs> because those guys that are sitting in the parts house, you know, living off of yesteryear are not the guys that are learning how to use blue on tools. They're not understanding XOI tools. They're not getting themselves and it's all on them this is free stuff you right. know it right. doesn't cost anything to go on the blue on download the app take the certification and become part of the community right. what 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 bothers me is that these folks say well i don't have time to do it yeah. uh, i don't have time i'm busy i'm but yet you ask them who won american idol and they can tell you so that's all <laughs> bs to me but Guys like you, ladies like you, your your age group and your your desire to train are making a difference. And you see them online. We see them on YouTube. We see them on LinkedIn, TikTok, whatever flavor. Yep. People are out there. They're curious. They want to learn and they want to share. Tyler, you know, your group, your your industry folks, are, are y'all like we are? Do y'all talk? Is that... Is that divide there as well, like what we're describing? Does that happen in your world of digital ease? I think that there, in a lot of ways, are always two groups of people, right? A group of people that are willing to learn and a group of people. So, for instance, when we, we as a company, work with with other B2B companies and, and help them develop media channels and create these these marketing materials that they can use to kind of show their business and, and create community within their industries. And you always have, depending on, on the company that you work that you're working with, you have I think what you're describing, two different groups of people. The one group of people that this is something new and I don't I don't want to learn something new. I don't want to do something new. And a group of people that embrace it. And, and so I think in a lot of ways you see you see parallels to this all the time, you know, where you have um, those two different. But, you know, and I think that this this exists in a lot of different uh, a lot of different areas. You can see it. Um, 
you know, throughout, you know, I'm a huge sports fan, right? And so uh, you can see it in, in sports, people who are willing to embrace new information and adapt and people who aren't. And that, that, that willingness to always be someone who's a constant learner and constantly improving and growing um, is, I think, an important thing in today's day and age because things just move and change so quickly that you always have to be learning and growing and be open to, to exploring what that means and what that looks like for you. You know, well said, you know, what I, I get on this kick where, you know, we interview a lot of technicians around the country and you you hear people say, well, I've got, you know, and, and I know I've said this before, tw- I, I've got 20 years experience. Well, you really don't, you know, you've got two, you just repeated it 10 times because you quit learning. You learned enough to get by, you didn't keep digging and you can't coast anymore there's nowhere to hide the the information's available you gotta dig in you gotta perform and you can i mean you can skate by for a while but every company knows who the skaters are and who's the digger inners i don't even know if that's a word but that's <laughs> the people we all want to be is you know your boss gives you a problem and then you go solve it you know that's where you want to be because that's what drives you as a person and then you want to share that because, hey, you know, I got a cool notch in the, in my gun belt. I learned something. I want to go share it. And um, I just love that. I, I love the fact that we have tools available now that, you know, until 15 years ago uh, was all about me calling Logan at home at night after work to talk about it on the landline. You know, I mean, that's just how how advanced it is now. He's got an app that you open, you enter a model, serial number, what have you. You get instant information, you get instant technical support, and it's just a beautiful thing. That's how society grows. And, you know, I was laughing internally, Tyler, when you said <laughs> you see that parallel in a lot of a lot of verticals. And my hope is that we see that Wendy. Sorry, guys, Wendy <laughs> just got excited. Uh, I hope they do that in healthcare a lot because I hate to be a guinea pig, you know. <laughs> it, it, you know, over the last two weeks, I'll tell you all a little bit of behind the curtain stuff. There have been several healthcare related things going on in my circle, not to me or my wife, but to our friends and, and family, uh, more so friends. It's the best time in the world to be ill. Because our advancements in the medical field are so advanced right now, it's better to be sick today than it was yesterday, and it's going to be better to be sick tomorrow than it is today because of how rapidly things are advancing and changing and people are getting educated. So it's, sure. it's just a, and, and I hope I hope people see our industry that way and all industries. I mean, that's what keeps society moving. Yeah, for sure. I mean, my one of my mentors always told me, you know, you either got to be a window that shows everyone the opportunity or a door, you know, you don't want to be the door that's closed. So you got to you got to be able to show everyone the opportunity, you know, and it's 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 definitely here. Um, You just have to seek it. You know, it's not going to find you. You know, you have to come get it. That's a that's a great point. You know, Greg, you were talking about healthcare. You know, one of the big concerns oftentimes with 
advancements in technology for healthcare or um, even, you know, automation within a, within a facility is, is people can oftentimes be threatened by new technology because they think that it will make them less valuable. And I, I think the thing that from having a lot of these con- conversations with different people, I, I think one of the things that, that has come up consistently is that this is not about replacing people and replacing the knowledge that technicians like you guys have. It's no. about it's about enabling you to do your job as effectively as possible and do it as much as possible while eliminating maybe some of the things that put people in harm's way. And that's one of the things that's really stood out to me is that there's this constant fear and I, I know where it comes from, but there's a constant fear that, that the machine is coming to replace, you know, the person. And I think that especially for the things that you guys do, there's always going to be always a ton always. of room yep. and a demand for guys that have the knowledge and the expertise like y'all do. And, and so the technology coming in, the, the things that can improve people's lives and jobs and that sort of thing is, is that that's what it's meant for. It's not a, it's not a replacement for, uh, for your knowledge and expertise. That's well said, Tyler. I I was looking, uh, I think yesterday or day before, day before probably at a, an, um, an article, I think it was in Kiplinger or some, some magazine that I don't typically read. Mm -hmm. And it was showing that, uh, they had a robot that would come to your car and replace the battery in electric vehicle uh, <laughs> while you're parked for the day. You know, you, you just sign up for the service. The robot comes along, and it's about the size of a damn Coke machine. Um, <laughs> or I'm sorry, soft drink machine. We don't endorse anything. And it's rolling through this parking lot. You know, I mean, it's legit. It, it can get the job done. But I was thinking – that robot's never going to climb that ladder and pull the other ladder up and then set that other ladder up to get on the high roof because you got to replace the compressor. It's not going to happen. So especially the fact that we don't have enough people as it is, I don't think that we're going to quit selling air conditioning tomorrow. So no. the market's not going to go away. And yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one thing that, you know, Peter and, and Danica really hit on, you know, at Blue On and, and the whole team as a whole is, you know, we can't we have a massive labor shortage in our industry um, and it's not going away. It's uh, it seems to get worse as we go. So we definitely at Blue On, you know, we can't we can't provide the industry with all of the technicians that they need. And, and Peter's kind of said this before too, that, you know, we can't do that, but we can definitely make them more efficient. You know, the ones that are actually in the field, we focus on trying to make them more efficient, whether it be through technical support, helping them through the issues that they're having or through the app, being able to find the product data or the details or the parts that they need now in the app. Um, if they can get one more job done a day, then we're helping that shortage, you know, little by little, we're helping mm-hmm. it. Great point, Logan. I think that whether we're helping through digital technology, whether you go to church with somebody that's got a kid that doesn't know what they want to do, your sister's a teacher at a school and there's a kid that you want to help, you got a, jo- a, a lady who got you know, laid off from a a 20 year deal, who's ready to go back to school. 
there's a million ways to help the industry. And, I, you know, we all have to do our part. Um, our friend, podcast friend, Jamie McMillan. And by the way, Tyler, did mm-hmm. you notice there's no Canadian accent today? Yeah, it's true. It's our first episode with a with a non-Canadian. You we know. Have been, we've uh, been on a Canadian roll, man. The, those, yeah. I'm going to tell you what, man. Though, the Canadians in general, and I'm a huge patriot, so nobody get on me about fist bumping with the Canadians. <laughs> but um, they really do a good job, in my opinion, of educating their young about the careers that are available outside of the university, as they call it. So uh, hats off to them. And I I want more and more of that for us. Um, I think it's coming. I see it. I see it coming. Um, So anyway, blue on. uh, I love the fact that, you know, the founders and the creators, I've never met Danica, but I've talked to Peter a couple of times. Amazing, amazing brain. Yeah, very, very intelligent. It, it, it's so cool that, you know, in another lady, we're going to have her too, uh, Tyler, Nicole Bass. Mm. Uh, Nicole runs a company called SP Group. They are huge skilled trades advocates. And Nicole herself uh, is just so big on the trades and, and helping. And it's so cool to see these folks that are, you know, 40-ish getting it and they're like, they know it's coming. I, I published an art, or I didn't publish, I posted an article uh, a couple of days ago on LinkedIn about the airline aviation mechanic shortage. Mm-hmm. And that's resulting in all the names we know, American, Delta, United, all the, all the big people that we hate to buy airline tickets from, but have to, um, for not mechanic reasons, but for customer service shortcomings, in my opinion. But they are having to cancel flights. They're having to pull out of cities because they can't staff the maintenance requirement for their airplanes. And that's a good thing because you don't want to be on an airplane that's not maintained. Right. I mean, it's different when your air filter is dirty at your office versus your jet engine not running at 40,000 feet. But... I think that that just goes to show the breadth of the mechanical, I'm, I'm sorry, of the skilled trades gap. Because when it starts hitting people that they can't get electricity at their home, they can't get air conditioning in their office, they can't flush the toilet, they can't fly to where they want to go for business or pleasure, those things that are germane to our civilized living really started to people, uh, it starts to get their attention. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we're at that tipping point where people are going like, you know, they called their neighborhood repair guy and he's like, yeah, I'm good. Um, I'll be there in October and uh, I'm 150 <laughs> bucks an hour. And, and, and all the way around from the schedule and the cost, they go, wow, I should learn how to do that task that I'm about to pay for. So I think it's coming. I think it's coming. I see the wave. I see it coming. I agree. I agree. Unfortunately, I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's becoming more and more predominant every day that, you know, the, the trades are just lacking so far. Well, we're not as bad off as we were a year ago. 
because yeah. more people yeah. are aware and it takes sure. awareness. And, and my partner at work, Eric Bowen, um, is tasked with uh, the service logic talent development work. And uh, Eric and I have been talking a lot lately because it's his job uh, and passion, and it's my passion. And we work for the same guy, so he and I get to talk to each other a lot. Um, <laughs> it's really cool that the the buzz around it. We're going this week uh, or next week, rather, to a local tech school um, to see some innovative stuff they're doing. And we're not going there to steal or learn from these guys. We're going there to collaborate what's working so that we can try to replicate that. You know, because our, our companies uh, literally are half union and half non-union. So there's right. 40 some odd companies. So we have a, a, a wide gap in how we have to train our future technicians, how we have to train our future safety leaders, pipe fitters, uh, you know, you name it. Anybody that, that doesn't wear Brooks Brothers. Um <laughs> Which is really cool because it makes you think outside the box. You know, how do you train or how do you help train a union pipe fitter in Seattle and under the same umbrella of a corporation like we are? How do you help a, a duct installer in Charleston, South Carolina, who's non-union? You know, yeah. that's about as wide as we go with our, our national footprint. And then Seattle to Miami san diego to miami so you got all this territory same need but it's just like we we think about when we're talking about companies we run our companies based on the local need you know we don't say okay here's here's your cookbook and go go do air conditioning because <laughs> what happens in san francisco for us is not what happens in louisville right so and same goes for training. You have to train the local demographic based on their geography, based on their customer, you know, type. Are they industrial or are they more commercial? So it's just really interesting to get the, to collaborate on how to do that. And um, there's no simple answer, but the easy answer is to start. You've got right. to start and, you know, you hear all these corporations have these initiatives for this that or the other looks good sounds good but they don't ever do anything you know it's like do something and learn as you go don't let perfection hold up greatness because you can do a lot of good with one class of people coming in and say okay here's today's class what do you need to learn you know that's such a huge question because oh, yeah. corporate people like me don't sit in the front seat like you are right now, Logan, and know the daily need. And you have to ask this question. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think, uh, you know, I've been fortunate, you know, to, to be able to have, you know, the I'd say the right training or, or progressive training throughout my career, you know, and I just I really hope that for, you know, all the others coming up. And I think training's definitely getting better. Um, I think more people are, you know, whether it be commercial, industrial, residential, are starting to see that the value is, you know, training their employees. Maybe it, maybe it is that new guy who decided 
to, you know, end one career and come to another, or even that lady that decided she wanted to jump into it too, you know, and just being able to take them from zero and bring them all the way up through the trade. I mean, it's a, it's a fantastic thing. I've, I've been fortunate, you know, even on your good friend, uh, unfortunately COVID slowed us down, but Mr. Uh, Denny Bumgarner, you know, he, uh, a phenomenal technical mind and, and a very good trainer. Um, you know, being able to pass knowledge around with him is, uh, something that will definitely get your brain, uh, in gear and get to figuring some new things out. Well, there's no doubt that Denny Baumgart and I've been friends since 1997. Um, and he's teaching again. He came back mm-hmm. out of retirement to teach. I, yes. knew, he, yep. I knew he could not, not do it. Right. Um, but Denny's 10-week electrical course has changed the course of uh, uh, or the route of many, many service technicians because they said, yeah, I can read a wiring diagram. And Denny said, well, prove it to me. And <laughs> they wind up in his 10-week course. And when they come out of that course, whether it be Eric Milets, who was a duck guy who mm-hmm. converted over, all the way through a guy from Colombia named Kevin Rodriguez, um, Columbia, the country, not South mm-hmm. Carolina. Yep. If you go through that 10-week course and really apply yourself, you come out with with knowledge. That knowledge is just exactly what we need because it's compound knowledge. You learn every week of what you're going to apply next week so that the third week you apply the first two. It's not like you know, serial knowledge, it's compound. And I love the fact that we're able to, to have Denny back helping with that. Um, oh man, what a phenomenal resource and friend. Yeah. Great yeah, friend. Just a, just a great guy. And he's building a house right now. And I asked him about it. He said, yeah, I had to find the builder who would let me help. I'm like, Oh my God, it took you 20 <laughs> years to remodel your kitchen. Um, so, well, Tyler, <laughs> shocker. I just looked down at the clock. And uh, here we are again. So I, I do this all the time. I'm like, okay, I got a, I got a plan. I look down, and the, the plan suddenly turns to muck. But we're 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 short on time, uh, Logan. I really do appreciate you coming on, sharing, you know, your story, yeah, your absolutely. journey, what you guys are doing at Blue On. I think is is just it. It's not. And to what, what Peter said, it's not the savior, it's a brick in the wall. And we all have to add the brick in the wall where we can all hop over it together. So whether it's what you guys are doing, it, it's Tyler, you know, he's got a friend who's got a crazy sister or a brother who doesn't know what they want to do. He says, hey, I, I hear these guys talking about these skilled trades all the time. You know, that's just one more outlet to get the word out. So I appreciate yes, everything absolutely. you guys are doing and, and what you're doing personally. So keep it up, would you? Yes, absolutely. Thank you. And uh, you keep it up as well. I enjoy what you're doing, too. And well, I, enjoy, I appreciate enjoy our friendship. Well, I'm not going anywhere because I've decided that. Um at 58 years old, I'm not changing careers. I'm, I'm dug in. So you sure? I got it. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I've got what I got. <laughs> That's right. That's right. 
Well, Tyler, here we are, buddy. What do you think? Yes, sir. Uh, man, that was a great conversation. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. So, Logan, thank you so much again for for joining us here today on Straight Out of Crumpton and uh, sharing a little bit more about your career and the the current state of the industry. Thanks, Tyler. I appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Greg, another episode in the books, uh, a non-Canadian episode. And uh, yeah, it was a good one, man. Yeah, no doubt. I, I love the the passion that, that our up-and-comers, uh, regardless of how old or young they are, in the industry are making impact. And, and Logan's doing it. And we spoke about others that are doing it. So follow these folks, you know, look them up online. Um they're, they're they're out there they're they're making a dent you know they're doing the steve jobs dent in the universe and if we if we all make enough debts then your car looks like it's been through a hailstorm and <laughs> you're good to go that's how i mean it's simple summation exactly exactly I don't know what it has to do with anything but <laughs> well they're they're making it happen and that's uh that's what we want to highlight here on straight out of crumpton well uh everyone thank you again so much for joining us for another episode of the show we appreciate it very much of course for more episodes you can head to gregcrumpton.com or subscribe on apple podcasts or spotify wherever you get your podcasts these days you can find the show and stay up to date with the latest episodes or go back in time and check out some of our previous conversations we have a lot a lot of good ones on there so make sure to go check those out but for this episode for logan marshall our guest today and greg crumpton i've been your host tyler kern we'll talk to you again next time